0: Hey, friends, it's Eric Hultgren, and welcome to another episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast. And all month long, we are digging into the business of cannabis as we count down to October 27th, our event entitled Trending Now Cannabis Industry Insights, presented by Select. And today, we're talking to Chris Ramos. He's the director of operations for Select, and we're going to talk about the business of cannabis from their perspective. It's super insightful. I hope you dig this podcast. And without further ado, here we go marketers ruin everything welcome to the everything is marketing podcast
1: what i don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one
0: what would the hero of your life's movie do right now do that do those things and my guest this afternoon is chris ramos from select chris how are you my friend I am good. I'm good.
1: Uh, You know, surviving quarantine and uh, getting ready for the cold Michigan winter
0: here. But uh, I'm great. (laughs) Are you uh, are you from Michigan originally? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Michigan born and raised um, as well as the whole team from from select here in Michigan, which is, uh, you know, which I think is awesome. We built a really great team, uh, you know, uh, all Michigan based. So all over the state and, uh, you know, we're, we're really pushing all things Michigan as well as we as we expand across the state.
0: And so where I want to start today, Chris, is the story of how Select came to be. You know, one of the the fascinating things about my ability to talk to you is uh, you're my first guest who has what I believe you guys call a multi-state operation, right? There's no national operation because it's not legal nationally, but you guys have multiple operations across the country. So you've got some perspective that I'd like to dive into. But before we get to that, I think the story of how you guys came to be is fascinating and illustrates... How much we still need to understand about what needs to go into this segment of commerce? So, can you talk to us about that kind of origin story?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, um, so, uh, gosh, probably five years ago now, um, Cameron Forney, our, our founder, um, he had a good friend that had uh, you know a breathing lung problem, and you know they were but they were into cannabis and they were smoking vape carts and you know, they sort of started to realize that when they'd smoked some of these carts, they were just, you know, really just coughing super hard. And so Cameron kind of thought to himself, there's got to be a better way. Something is going on here. You know, this should be a, a clean, pure product. You know, why, why are we getting all this coughing? So he started to, to just tear apart cartridges. He, he went to every dispensary in town, um, he was, uh, started in Oregon, um, and just started, you know, he, he had these pliers, he called the pliers of truth. And he was just ripping apart cartridges, um, you know, in his kitchen in his apartment, and starting to understand, you know, what these cartridges are made of, um, what products go into them, and you know, realized that there's a there was a, a, a silica fiber that was in these cartridges um, that really wasn't great for for inhaling, um, and so he started to work with a cart manu- a cartridge manufacturer and. Uh, you know, basically now it's using a you know a, a cotton fiber that's much less harmful. Uh, you know, to be breathing in and uh, and to be inhaling. And, and so that's kind of how you know really how Select started. Um, and from there, you know, we kind of designed a better cartridge, and then we started looking at uh, at oil specifically. Uh, how is the oil being manufactured? How is it being tested? What are we testing for? Uh, at what stage of the process are we testing? So, you know, I always make the joke that, you know, with Cure Leaf and Select, I mean, we probably test more than anyone in the industry. I mean, we we test ten times before a, a, a cartridge even hits the hits the shelf. And um, you know, that's, that's, you know, from state to state. And that was really kind of the, the foundational elements that, uh, that Select was built on. It was, was really getting quality oil, um, whether we're manufacturing ourselves or, or, or purchasing it from a third party, um, working with that third party to meet our standards, and then also just extensive testing, um, making sure there's no pesticides, there's no res- residual solvents, there's, you know, there's nothing in this oil, but what should be
0: in there. So Chris, we've all had an interesting year, and prior to the lockdown, there was a, a, a lot of interest in 420. Obviously, 420 hits, um, and you and I were joking before the, the podcast started that you guys were deemed essential at that moment. And so that interest leading into 420, obviously, sales happened, and they were, I'm assuming, very good. But what was fascinating yeah. to me is is watching how consumers seemingly started to understand how to do this in the state of Michigan in part because of the lockdown and because you were deemed essential and you you I won't steal your joke but you know cannabis was essential in a lockdown sure. right like let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that
1: yeah absolutely I mean you know. Uh... We talk about it all the time. I mean, you know, if this if this had happened two years ago, it would have been a joke to even think that, you know, cannabis would have been an, an essential, uh, you know, an essential business. Um, and so, you know, there's a big silver lining there that really gives cannabis a lot of uh, legitimacy, um, you know, from a regulation standpoint, and from a consumer standpoint. And then you know, just being in quarantine, people started to realize, you know, uh, I've got a lot of anxiety. Um, you know, on board, whatever it may be, and started kind of turning to cannabis to kind of, you know, uh, find some new experience. And, and we really saw, you know, sales uh, across the market um, really start to explode, you know. And, you know, like you said, uh, you know, we're ready, we're ramping up to 420. We had, you know, all kinds of things on the docket on the marketing side for events. And all. I was going to fly a, uh, an airplane over Ann Arbor for hash bash. All this stuff was lined up. And of course, it all just fizzled uh you know really silver lining is that is that cannabis started to become more important to people throughout this quarantine and the pandemic and they're they finding relief from it and, and finding some joy and finding a different perspective um and so it's it's really been been great for us i mean we've, we've had our challenges through through quarantine as well but um but you know thank goodness uh it's deemed essential
0: how has this year been for you if if you were to give Global pandemic aside, we're only two years into adult use cannabis in the state of Michigan. How are you guys feeling as to where we are right now? Is, is, is it ahead of where you thought it would be? Uh, you know, I think Matt Abel in my earlier interview said that this industry moves really, really fast and really, really slow all at the same time. So, <laughs> I you know, couldn't agree more, <laughs> you know, interested in your perspective on where you think the industry is right now.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So if I had to, if I had to give this year a grade, uh, as far as sales and scale, I mean, really it's, we're, we're doing well. It's a, you know, a solid B plus a minus somewhere in there. I'm sure things could be better. Would it be better without the pandemic? Maybe probably, but at the same time, it's just, it's done. It's, it's, it's been okay. So, you know, we've been able to to survive and the, the market is moving fast and slow as Matt Abel has said, um, and, uh, you know, you have to be ready to pivot uh, when you can and, and you have to, you know, you have to be able to run when you when you can. Uh, and, and that's just kind of part of the, the, the industry that is cannabis and, and probably any emerging large emerging industry as well. You know, there's a lot of a lot of new people, a lot of new people new to business, a lot of people new to cannabis. And so you have a lot of different personalities coming in and a lot of different perspectives and politics coming in. So there's definitely a lot of starting, stopping, running,
0: going slow and, and you just have to kind of be ready for it. And so, Chris, one of the things that people might not necessarily understand, although if they are on your side of the fence, they most certainly do, this is a really complex way to run a business, right? There's a lot of things that you have to do that other businesses don't have to deal with. But I'm, I'm yeah. interested in how did you get into this industry? What, what got you to sitting in this chair right now having this conversation with me?
1: Sure. Um... So my background is really um, entrepreneurship. Um, I've owned, and grown and sold a few businesses in Michigan. Um, most recently was a manufacturing business where I, I really uh, honed a lot of lean manufacturing skills, um, you know, process improvement. We took building custom uh, vehicles from eight weeks down to 10 days through sort of building a culture of lean improvement and continuous improvement. Um, and then, you know, coupled with I've always sort of been at arm's reach of cannabis. I've always been a consumer um, for a long time, um, and sort of sort of dabbled here and there a little bit in the in the actual, you know, uh, you know, commerce uh, of it. And so, when the opportunity arose that Select was coming to Michigan and was sort of looking for someone to run the operation in Michigan, um, the stars kind of aligned. Um, you know, looking for someone who can who can run manufacturing, and sort of run, you know, who run businesses, because essentially, um, you know, prior to the Cure Leaf position especially we're really more or less running our own business out here in Michigan of course with the support of everyone from from the west coast but we were the first we were the fifth state um in selects portfolio and we were the first state out of the out of the west coast so um you know, we're, we're very far from from headquarters and, uh, you know, had to had to be able to be nimble and, and pivot and make, make smart decisions
0: out here um, on our own with, with support. What are some of the things, if people are, are thinking about getting involved in cannabis as an industry, w- what are some of the pitfalls that they should be on the lookout for? Like, if you had a top three list of things to be like, oh, don't forget, this thing's going to come Jeez. sideways, you know, right at you, um, I, you know, you should know that this is going to happen. <laughs>
1: Well, know that everything is going to go wrong uh, if and when it can. Um, I mean, really things are, you know, you, you have to stay up on, on regulation. Um, Regulations are constantly changing and pivoting and and small nuances, you know, uh, um, a metal test that wasn't there a few months ago is now there and you have to be ready for that, especially as growers, Um, you know, uh, plan, you know, Plan to have some government relations, you know, whether that's a, you know some sort of lobbyist or someone that kind of gets you an ear to those regulations, so you can stay a little bit ahead of it. Because if you can't stay ahead of it, and then you get smacked with it, now you've got all this product sitting on your shelf that all of a sudden might not be passable or has to be relabeled as something else, um, or has to be retested. Um, and those are big expenses. I mean, it's a it's an expensive industry to be in. So, um, you know, have, being well capitalized um, is cannot be, uh, you know, understated. You definitely have to have capital to get into this business and have working capital and be ready to to spend some of that and lose some of that on, again, testing and just redoing things as, as things change and move and pivot. Um, you know, I think that, that those are probably the biggest things, I think, to really be to be ready for, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a roller coaster, um, but it's a super fun roller coaster. But you got to be ready. Just you got to be ready to take it from every angle. You have to stay informed. Um, you know, reading reading the you know staying up on on the LARA website, the MRA website, um, reading news articles, and keeping a good solid network. Um, especially you know if you're doing this in Michigan, in Michigan, keep, keeping a solid network of you know industry friends um, because we all talk and we all sort of kind of help each other out. And, and keep each other abreast of something that's coming down the pipe. And um, so building a, a good, strong network is probably also very important.
0: And so Chris, I know you're not Nostradamus, but as you said a couple minutes ago, you guys are in 23 states. And so, so I'll ask you the question I've asked our other two guests this month. In your best guess, do you feel like this will be a state by state decision for a long time or will there be a moment where this becomes federally legalized?
1: You know, I, I think it will become federally legal. But I, I think, that, I think that, the, that they're gonna let the states come online and sort of figure this out within the states. And once the states realize how to collect tax, then the feds can come in and say, guess what, we're also going to add tax to that. And it'd be very simple. I think it's a much simpler process um, from a, you know, a, a national standpoint, once all the states are online. Um, to sort of regulate because then they just sort of bolt onto that that that's kind of by my assumption. But I mean, like you said, I'm not enough, to be honest, I have no, no idea, no inclination, um, you know, I know, you know, clearly definitely wanted to be, uh, you know, uh, federally legal, you know, probably sooner than later, uh, we do a business in a lot of states and it would probably make things, you know, significantly
0: easier uh, to navigate. Chris Ramos. Okay, if people want to learn more about select what's the best way for them to start, you know, because one of the things that we are talking about on October twenty seventh will most certainly be, you know, the can of curious audience who hasn't really experimented in this space doesn't really know how to start. And so if, if they're interested, where should they start.
1: Sure. Uh, Selectoil.com um, is you know it's our website. It's a great website. um is our you know our parent company. Um, they can kind of dive into all things Cureleaf, um, our vertical operations in all these states. Um, and then you know if you're an Instagrammer, select.better, I believe is on Instagram. I should probably check that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're very active on, on social and our website and there's, you know, there's a ton of information, um, you know, and again, it's, you know, we're, we're really trying to standardize what we're doing from state to state and make sure that safety standards are there and quality standards are there um there's a lot of new brands popping up and 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 some of them are amazing and and super high quality standards. but some of them are sort of just you know crafted out of a basement and not so you you really want to dive into whatever brand you're looking at and make sure that you know they're doing due diligence before you know you're just consuming this product um,
0: you know and, and without being educated on it. Chris Ramos, thank you so much for the time, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. And there it goes. A big thanks to Chris Ramos from Select, our presenting sponsor for our event, October 27th. Trending now, Cannabis Industry Insights. I cannot wait to see you there. And we'll be back with another episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast.